Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap, both on Instagram and Twitter. But today we are at the facility. It's interview day. We got a new one for you, a fresh one, someone you haven't heard from yet on this show. Transfer wide receiver from Illinois State, Casper Rukowitz. Casper, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's been fun watching you get get your feet wet here in this offense. You had a nice 63-yard grab last week. You got quite a few touchdowns under your belt. So what can you attribute this quick start here at NIU? Uh, I think just preparation. I think preparation breeds confidence for me, at least. And uh, I think I prepare very well for every game. And when I go out there, I feel very confident that whenever my number is called, that I'll be able to make that play. So what would you say is the biggest difference? Because I know Illinois State's a very competitive FCS. And then, like you said earlier, this is a very competitive uh, conference here. But what would you say are the biggest differences from that level to this level? I would say the intensity. I feel like every game in the MAC or the first four games that I've played here have been very intense, very close games. Yeah, they kind of threw you right to the wind. You get two SEC teams. So you see an old foe in Eastern, right? Because you probably played them at ISU, right? Yeah, I played them twice, yeah. So you knew what to expect. Exactly. Um, find a way to win that one. But um, offensively, what would you like to see going into this week against Ball State? Because as you heard in the presser, like I even said it to Rocky last night. I'm like, this is either going to be a 9-7 game or it's going to be the fourth quarter. It's going to be like 55-50. Yeah. to 50. Yeah. I'll, just let, I'll just let us see us execute at the high level. I know that we can. As long as we do our 111, we have great players from the offensive line, tight ends. Everyone everyone can make, make good plays. As long as we do our 1 of 11 – I think we'll have a really good chance in this game. Yeah, and I think that last statement that you said with everyone can make plays, we've seen it throughout the weeks. There's been plenty of different people who get catches, plenty mm-hmm. of different people with sacks, interceptions, fumbles, all that stuff. So it's been really good to see uh, the depth of the team and the growth of this year's team. And I know the results aren't there. You guys are one and three. But like mm-hmm. you guys said, like, realistically, a couple plays, a couple plays away yeah. from three and one or four. four and one, so, right. yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah. but we won't live in the past. We look ahead and. One thing I always ask the players, especially new players, is uh, so how many years of eligibility is this your last year? Then? No, I have one more after. So you have two years. So yes. two years to accomplish it. But what are three things you absolutely have to accomplish before you get your cap and gown here? Before I get my cap and gown, um, one is definitely being an all-conference football player here. Um, I definitely, before I leave here, I want to be a captain okay. of this football team. And um, you said one more. I want to lead the, lead the MAC in receptions. Receptions and receiving yards. So for you, when you made the decision, you left Illinois State. Was that this last past this last season, right? Yes. Last season, you yes. left Illinois State. You're in the transfer portal. You got all these different schools calling. What made you settle on NIU as a school you want to continue your career at? I think it was Coach Hammock. Coach Hammock, I, I, he brought me in and he told we we had a great conversation and I could just feel like I, as soon as I walked into this facility, I felt the love for the football that this team has and yeah. the grit that they have and how hard they work. And I was able to relate to it really quick. And I, it was easy to make my choice. I was only in the transfer report, I think, for three days. Oh, wow. Three, I didn't know it was three, that quick. Three or four, or, it was less than a week. Than well, I, before I the decision the yeah. decision was always at IU. And, yeah, Coach Hammock is the man. He's always helped me out with everything that I've needed help with here with the show. And, one thing that's always been preached, whether it's from other players on the show, is that the relationships matter here at NIU. And one thing that you find at bigger programs is like you're just a number. Like yeah. you, you don't get that personable relationship with your your position coaches or your head coach and stuff like that. But 
while you are a football player, pretty damn good one at that, you are here to get an education. So what are you majoring in? So at Illinois State, I was an exercise science major. Okay. But with like transferring and credits right now, I'm working on a general studies major just, you know, to be eligible and play and I don't yeah. have to worry about that. Um, but after this year, I graduate. So I'll graduate with general studies. And so then, then you I'll, do master's And then I'll year? do a master's probably oh, in nice. sports management or oh. something. Or something Dude, like I just that. got mine in December. If yeah. you need any help, I, I got, got you. I appreciate that. All right. So let's do a hypothetical. I'm a Husky fan who has lived under a rock for four weeks. I don't know who Casper Rukowitz is. Describe to me how you play the game. Uh, I play the game with grit. That's why. That's why the one the one word I would say is grit. I I come in there, do my job, do try and do it as best as I can, and try and play as tough as I can. And then I had these prepared for a week before, so some of these are Kentucky questions. We'll throw one from the week week with Kentucky being a week behind us. We'll still throw one in there. Atmosphere was that like the craziest but coolest atmosphere? You're like, this is my life. I get to go out here and catch passes. Yeah, I think ball. before the game, I was I was screaming to our team like, this is why we play the game. Like, yeah, playing to play in atmospheres like that, and Kentucky does a, their their fans do a great job. I mean, that place every time they made a big play erupted. Yeah, when we were on offense, so it was real loud, and I mean, yeah, it was really really. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the moment. I saw a lot of black and red in the crowd, and I one thing you'll find too when you go to Ball State, even though they are also black and red, is you'll see a lot of Husky fans mm-hmm. that do travel well. So it's good that we have a good support system. But um, from a receiver standpoint, so. Who did you kind of grow up modeling your game after? And then who are some of your favorites in the league right now? In the league right now, obviously Cooper Cup. Oh, yes. He's the he's the man. My dad's a Rams fan. So growing I up, love yeah, Cup. yeah. Growing up, it was like I would watch a lot of Wes Welker highlights, a lot of Julian Edelman. Cole Beasley's one of my one of my favorite players. Yeah, he just he's, got signed too. Exactly. I love watching him play. So he got in there you know, with Tampa, right? With Tampa. Yep. Oh. Dude, so, yeah, when all else fails, just call just call Tom up and see if he needs a couple exactly. of receivers. <laughs> he usually does. Um, and then I would say, so what do you want to see offensively in this game against Ball State where, like I said, you might have to score 31 to 35 points to win this mm-hmm. game? Uh, I would just like to see us execute at a high level. Like I think if as long as we do our 1 of 11, we'll put up high points every game. If we execute it well way, I think we can – we're a type of offense that we can run the clock and yeah. we can score. I love we, that part of your and we can, offense. And I believe we can score every possession. I really do. Like yeah. Every time we get up on that field, that I mean, Ethan leads us well, Rocky leads us well, whoever's our quarterback, we have good, great leaders. And we go out there and we're very confident that we can score every drive. So let's talk about Ethan because I know, you know Rocky's QB1. He's our normal starter, but he's hurt. But mm-hmm. Ethan, young kid, you got to remember, too, his last year in high school, he didn't get to play because of COVID. But from a growth standpoint, from when you guys got here in the summer mm-hmm. to now he has two SEC games under yeah. his belt, kind of put a little hair on his chest right away. What yeah. did you say you've seen from Ethan? I mean, I've seen him step up to some pretty big shoes in Rocky. I mean, he's became a great leader on our team. He He's leading the offense very well. Like everyone is super confident in him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's made it like leadership wise. So even when I got here in the winter, he was always a solid leader. He was under yeah. Rocky and he did his job, watch film with the young guys or watch film with us. And but now is he's really become a great leader and he has a great future. And then do you have, so we don't get to see everything that happens in practice. Obviously we know coach has a very deep compete team, a lot of mm-hmm. young receivers, corners, all that stuff. Do you have like a receiver that you've kind of seen in practice that you think, you know, maybe hasn't gotten that opportunity in the game, but when they do get that opportunity, they're going to make a, a big impact. Yeah. I think we have a few guys, but one guy I would probably say right now that's been making a great, uh, 
uh, Keyshawn Pipkin. He's been okay. he's been playing really well. Is he a fr- freshman? Freshman, freshman, freshman okay. coming in. He's he's been he's been playing really well, and I think the the coaches have a they want to see him, you know, perform in some games, and I think he has a good chance. And then for you, what's it what's it like working with guys like Cole and Shamar and, and all the receivers that you guys have, Fabi and all the receivers have different talents, got a little bit of sugar, a little bit of spice, yeah. a little bit of something, you know, a little bit of everything. What's it like like that? Uh, it's 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 really fun. It's really fun because we were able to put them the beauty of it is we're able to put anywhere anyone anywhere. Yeah. And they'll execute at a high level. Like if we want to run a specific route, we got obviously Cole Tucker, technician. Yeah. And Mr. Third Down. Mr. Third Down. Um I mean Shamar's Shamar's our guy. He's, he's a great player. Um, Fable's got the sauce. He yeah, can, he's fast, fast, and he can make people miss. So, I mean, it's really fun to play with those guys. I really enjoy it. And then one final one: you play in an offense that runs the ball a lot. I'd mm-hmm. probably say a sixty forty split. Talk to the young receivers about the importance of making sure you put good blocks on film and just finishing plays. Yeah, yeah it's very important because you'll see, you'll see it on film. We have guys that are on run, run plays that are receivers make that one block and it's a touchdown springs a touchdown springs yeah. a touchdown you never know when that block is going to come but i feel like it's very important to always be in that position and we we harp on it a lot in the in the film room and those young guys are a lot, a lot of heinz ward film in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of just great yeah I and mean, we that's a big part of our game and we need to like i said our one of 11 that's the biggest part of our offense. If yeah. everyone does their job, I mean, our run game will excel. It's like dominoes, and then yeah. you guys win the game at and, the end. Yeah, win the game. That's the ultimate goal is to go 1-0 and every week, win the game. So I have one final one because I'm a liar, but I do realize you're from Mount Prospect, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Are you inherited into, into Bears fandom, or do you have a different team? So <laughs> I, I'm, I've always been um, a Tampa fan. Not even – my family lives out there now. Okay. And, but I've always been a Tampa Bay okay. Bucks fan. I can't tell you why, but when I was a kid, I just – that was that The was jerseys are cool. My father, though, died. Mike Allstott. Yeah. Ro- or was it Ronde or T- – it was Ronde. Ronde yeah. Tiki was Ronde. Ronde, Barber, John Lynch. Yeah. Fun fact, John Lynch actually played baseball at the uh, the team that I worked for in, oh, in the really? summer. Yeah, he yeah. was a pitcher there yeah. many moons ago before both of us were born. But, yeah, my dad, though. Big Bears fan. Okay. My dad's a- I didn't know because I know usually us Illinois guys, like, we inherited. It's not our fault. We're yeah. just cursed to being Bears fans. But, hey, you're a Tampa fan. Yeah. You guys got a lot better <laughs> team than us. What do you expect this weekend, though? Big game against the Chiefs. Me and Rocky were talking about it. Hopefully, hopefully, we, hopefully they win. Hopefully yeah. it's going to be – we need be, Giselle to leave Tom alone and let him just finish. Yeah, the season he's out. Uh, uh, <laughs> family stuff. You know, football is always a good place to try and block that away, but sometimes it's hard. For three hours, nothing else three in the hours, world nothing matters. Else matters. One final one: Where can we find you at on social media so our followers can follow so, your journey? On Instagram, it's Casper R U T K seven. On Twitter, I believe it's just Casper R U T K. Okay, perfect. I'll uh, make sure to put those in the description for the podcast. Casper, I really do appreciate you for joining me. Absolutely. Best of luck first game in Maction. Yep. Should be a good one out there Can't on wait. Saturday. Hopefully you guys can raise that trophy there Absolutely. at the end of the game. Absolutely. On the other side of the show, we'll be breaking down this match, this weekend's matchup against Ball State. All right, everyone. Now that we wrapped up with Casper Rukowitz on the interview portion of this show, on this side of the show, we will be breaking down the matchup this weekend against Ball State. First things first, the numbers, the football power index has given us a 56.9% chance to win this game. We are also favored by three and a half points 
over under of 59 points and the money line is minus 165. So a game that we are supposed to win by all measures and on paper, we are a better team. But as I heard in the press conference with coach hammock, talked a lot about their playmakers. They have quality receivers, two good tight ends on the defensive side of the ball. They play a physical brand of football. They just also had a tough go of it in the non-conference schedule. Their non-conference games included Georgia Southern lost that one 34 to 23. They beat Murray state 31 to nothing. They did play a conference game already. So this is their second conference game. They lost to Western Michigan 37 to 30 and the first game of the season, they got thumped. They played Tennessee. They lost 59 to 10. So not really any game outside of the Western Michigan game that's really too telling of this this uh, Ball State team. But as you know, and we say it on this show, Ball is not a state. And I know we got to play them at their field. But I love our chances to win this game, especially considering the fact that we're hungry for a win. We haven't won since week one. We're a team that is more deserving of a two and two or three and one, or possibly, as you even heard earlier, like Casper said, could be four and oh. So the team feels confident. There have been plays that have let, been left out there, but they know what they need to fix to go out there on Saturday and win a football game. And I think they have every intention of winning this game, and I think they will. We don't know. Um, injury updates. Uh, as you know, obviously, we talked to Rocky on Monday. Don't have any updates in that manner. I guess just wait for the blue check marks to tweet it because that's who they give the injury information to. So hopefully we can get Rocky back sooner rather than later. Ethan Hampton has done a great job. And regardless of whether Rocky or Ethan plays, I still think that we win this game. I don't think that if Rocky's, if Rocky's not 110% and I told him that when we did the show on Monday, I'm like, yeah, if you're not, 110% don't rush back because it's not worth it. Cause then you could get a, a worse injury or be out even longer. So like coach hammock said a few weeks ago, the injury was better than expected or the news that they got was better than what they had originally expected or diagnosed. And we'll get Rocky back sooner rather than later. And then Ethan has looked good. And we even saw Justin Lynch last week. So I trust whoever is under center this week will have what it takes to get it done. And we know what we're going to get from the offensive line uh, and the running game. I know that JJ lip is coming back. I did see him um, on Monday at the show at fatties and he is coming back this week. He said, and he'll be out there, but I did see Marcus as well. And I don't know, what the status of him for the rest of the season is, but I do know that he's definitely not playing this weekend as he was in like a scooter type thing. But yeah, the beautiful part about uh, the show at fatties on Monday is not, not only Rocky, the offensive line comes out and has their dinner. So if you, if you're an offensive lineman fan, which I know at a school like NIU, we do have a lot of people that are fans of our phenomenal offensive line come out and say what's up. They're out there on Mondays as well. We're going to get some interviews with them because they are also sponsored by Fatties as well. So look forward to stuff like that. But on the defensive side of the ball, they run they run the ball well, but I think we stop the run well. So I think in this game – it's a game that you're going to have to make Ball State beat you through the air. 
And throughout the season, they haven't been great through the air. Their, their quarterback, John Paddock, has four interceptions on the season. So kind of like what you heard in the press conference with Muhammad Jumei and um, DeMond Taylor, they, they want to turn the ball over. They want to create more turnovers and more splash plays for their defense. And I think this week sets up for an interesting week to get more of those turnovers. And another thing that Coach – Another thing that Coach Hammock talked about in the press conference this week was, you know, even though we haven't had our traditional players playing, right, we've had younger players playing, those younger players are a little bit more fearless, right, because that's their first opportunity. So if you're going to fail, fail at 110%, right, fail going balls to the wall. And when you don't fail, you usually succeed. And we've seen some great plays from the young players on this team at this point in the season to know that we can count on them in conference play. This is our first game in Mac play. We have to find a way to win this game. I do not want to come back to this podcast on Saturday and have a one in four football team. And if we do what we're supposed to do and what we're capable of doing on a week in and week out basis, everybody that listens to this show, everybody that plays on the team, Everybody in NIU land knows that we can and will win this football game. And I think we have the opportunity to do it by more than one possession. You heard Rocky talk on Monday at the live show that this is a game that hopefully won't come down to a John Richardson game-winning kick. I'd love to see John Richardson nail some kicks on Saturday, but I agree with that sentiment. I want to see us win this game by more than one possession. I think Ball State's a little bit down this year. They haven't been – able to recreate that form that they found when they won the Mac championship a few years ago and they were able to ups, upset Buffalo and Jarrett Patterson and those guys. But on the season so far, their lead back, Carson Steele, who we've seen before, he's a little bit of a load, 6'1", 215, has an, an average of 4.9 yards a carry, 84 attempts for 409 yards and two touchdowns. It's a team that likes to establish the run early and then build the passing game off of it. Chicago native Jay Sean Jackson is their leading receiver. 28 receptions, 331 yards, and two touchdowns on the year. I actually played semi-pro football against his cousin. Uh, he's a transfer from Cincinnati, so I know a little bit about him. I've seen him play throughout his career in college, and he is a dynamic and shifty receiver, someone that should not be taken lightly. What we need to do on the offensive side of the ball Like I said, we don't know who's going to play the quarterback, right? So establish the run. Get the run established early. Take control of this game early. Get early points. I don't want to see us on Saturday chasing points against a team that we're better than, right? So let's go in and do what we're supposed to do. And I think that's going to be the motto for the rest of this season because, you know, you hear them talk about let's go 1-0 and each week. We'll find a way to win a football game, right? Just do what you're supposed to do. This is a team that is expected to win the MAC again this year, at least expect, expected to represent the West. Let's go out there and refine our form that we had last year and win a football game. Because, yes, it sucks being one and three, but it's going to suck a lot worse being one and four, especially considering this is a team that should have a couple more wins or at least one more win on their resume for this year. You want bowl eligibility, and you want an opportunity to win the MAC at Ford Field at the end of the season. That's all that we can ask for of this team. And then, obviously, if you get bowl eligibility or 
if you really just get to Detroit, no matter what, you should at least have a bowl game, no matter what happens in that game. So get to Detroit and everything else takes care of itself. But with this team, it's going to take a little bit more this year, right? Because we're one and three. We have a lot of injuries. The injuries are stacking up. But Coach Hammock talked about players on the compete team and players getting their opportunities and making the best of them. And that's something that has been preached as the strength of this team is the depth of the roster. We have players at all different positions, all different ages, all different years in their college journey that are contributing to help this team make plays on the field. I think we get a finished product out there on Saturday. I think we're able to score 30 plus points and on the defensive side of the ball, we're able to keep ball state under 21. I think 21 is like this, the, the max points. I think ball state gets out there on Saturday. The defense is better than we give it credit for as fans. We're insanely critical on the defense because of the big plays, but like outside of big plays, this is a defense that, that, can sometimes get off the field on third down and can create those turnovers that can change the projection of the game. We've seen over the last few weeks the increase in blitzing and the increase in pressure, even on the four-man rush, that the defensive line has been eating. Like, everybody has been eating on that D-line. So, and then, two at the second level, Deverne Rainier, player of the week for the MAC. Tom Foley, player of the week for the MAC as the punter. Like, players are contributing on all sides of this team. And I think going into this week, the most important thing is to just, like they, like you heard Casper say when we talked to him earlier in the show, just do your one of one. Do your one of 11. Make sure you do your job, and the man next to you will do their job, and the rest will take care of itself. And at the end of the day, on Saturday, we will be sitting here discussing our first victory in about a month, a very well-deserved victory, and the right start to conference play to get us ready for the rest of the season. Because right now, as far as I'm concerned, we're zero and zero. That other shit, that other shit is cute, right? It's fun. You win conference, you win non-conference games. You get a couple games in, in, in the boneyard, but in the grand scheme of things outside of being ranked and outside of uh, obtaining a new year's six bowl game, it doesn't matter or shift the goals for what this team has. Yes, 10 wins is out the window. That's fine. If you win eight games or you win nine games or seven games and you still get to Detroit, you still have everything right there for the taking for you. And I like our opportunity to do that. I can't do it because I live in Illinois, but if you live in a state that you, that you can bet on them to win the conference, now is the time because as we say over here in DeKalb, by the dip. The stock could not be at any better price. I haven't even looked, but I'm sure with the first th three of the first four games being losses, people are putting their money other places. So last year, plus 4,000, it's not going to be anywhere near there, but now is the time to get in, get in on the ground floor. For this week's game, though, for all intents and purposes, I have us winning this game 31 to 21, a 10 point win, a nice, comfortable win. No no goosebumps late, no pressure situations, a nice kneeling in the backfield victory formation by whoever is playing quarterback for us this week. On the offensive side of the ball, I think the key to this week is going to be 
the offensive line again. The pass rush that Ball State presents is an interesting pass rush, but they do show the ability to get after the quarterback. And honestly, regardless, again, I'm back at this point, regardless, again, if it's one of the young quarterbacks or if it's Rocky, Rocky's just coming off an injury, we need them to do their job, keep the quarterbacks protected, and that's something that they do week in and week out. And then on the reverse end of that spectrum, hold up for the running game, which they tend to always do. We usually always end up with like 150, close to 200 yards. So offensive line does its job. The rest will take care of itself. But I can't really name a quarterback because knowing my luck, I'll say I want Rocky to have a, a big comeback game and Rocky may not end up playing. So it is what it is. We go all line, love the guys up front, love what they do, and they usually take care of business. On the defensive side of the ball, I'd like to see a C.J. Brown game. I'd like to see an interception from C.J. Brown, and I'd like to see, we'll say, A-plus tackles combined. Not solo because that's we don't want any single uh, single ball state player getting to that level of the defense eight times to where he has to make eight solo tackles. But we'll go eight combined, get in on the, get in on the pile, get in on the crowd, maybe a couple blitzes in there couple tackles for loss, but I know he dropped an interception last week, so I expect him to pick up where he left off and reel that one in this week, find a way to get a turnover. And then in special teams, I would like to see the return game make an impact in this game, set up the short field, maybe even end one in the end zone. But like I said, I have NIU winning this one 31-21. It's going to be tough to score on this defense this week. I think they're hungry. I think they're ready. And I think they're going to go out there and have a good game. Offensively, a little bit of a wild card, obviously, because we don't know, well, really on both sides of the ball, we really don't know who we're going to have for this week. But I still think, I still like to think what we got is better than what they got, even if it's the younger guys. So with that being said, I have 31 to 21 for my players of the game. For my, for my key players of the game, I have the offensive line, and I have safety C.J. Brown. We really do appreciate you for listening to this episode of Huskies on Tet. We want to say a special thanks to Casper Rukowitz for joining us at the beginning of this show to give us an inside look at Ball State Week and then a a little bit of a a recap on how Kentucky went, even though we did not win the game. But it was great to get to know him. I look forward to seeing him make a couple plays. Maybe he gets a touchdown this week, and then I'll start a streak of like, okay, I got to talk to an offensive guy to – I got to talk to an offensive guy and they'll get a touchdown that week. But I look forward to seeing how we perform because this is a very good get right spot for us to get the rest of our season started. But win, lose, or draw, we'll be back with you guys on Monday at Fatty's at 6.45 p.m. leading up to Monday night football. Half-price beer, half-price wings. Get to talk football with the guys. It's a win-win for everybody involved. And then, of course, we'll be back Thursday, or Wednesday or Thursday, depending on – uh the timing of everything, but with another player interview leading into our, our week five opponent. So our week six, well, halfway through the season, holy shit, we're we are flying through this season. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what the rest of the season does hold, but we're going to have to wait and see. For those of you that don't know this game on Saturday, ESPN plus 1 PM. So get ready for it. Like I said, if you got to buy ESPN Plus, it's a good package. But no matter what you do, come back and join us, especially on Monday at Fatties. But if you're not able to make it, 
The recap from Monday will be up Tuesday morning for you to listen to. But the recap for Ball State is going to be up a little bit before that. We'll be back with you guys probably with another post-game spaces. Depending on my work schedule, I do believe I have to work, so it could be a little sketchy. But no matter what, you'll have an episode ready for your listening to discuss how we do out there on Saturday in Shitbox Muncie, Indiana. One time for everybody that knows, ball is not a state. Huskies by a thousand. We'll see you on the other side. And go Huskies. I got drinks of living lives in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks of living lives in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping it hard.